Hey, and welcome back to another podcast with us here at... Timmy Time. Timmy Time. <laughs> cool. I'm Pam. And I'm Caleb. Timu. Let's get into it. Yeah, so this podcast we wanted to dedicate to our missions. It's something that we've done in our life and has taught us so much. Yes. So we kind of just wanted to talk about it for fun. Um, so what are missions and what are we talking about? Um, basically, we belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, part of, uh, what, would you, what would you call it, like a duty as for men or boys yeah. um, within the church is to serve a 24-month mission. And that's basically dedicating your time um, to going out and teaching about the gospel, sharing the gospel and also serving people, whether it's through teaching them or even just through normal service. Yeah. So a lot of you would have seen missionaries out and about wearing oh, like men wearing white shirt, mm-hmm. ties. And so, yeah, and for girls, it's yeah, um, 18 months, yep. year and a half. And yeah, boys can go at the age of 18 yep. and girls can go at the age of 19. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what missions are. What missions are. And, yeah, it's really, like, it's no one's forced to do it. Yeah, no one's forced to do it. I think that's maybe a misconception. People think that, like, all members of our church have to go on a mission where, yeah, you don't have to. It's really a personal choice. You don't have to. Um, Also, you've got to pay for yourself. Like, you've got to pay, fund your own mission. That's right. Yeah, the church doesn't pay for it. Mm -hmm. I think some things are subsidized, but we um, had to save, like, a good chunk of money Mm -hmm. um, that we had to work for. So, it's something that's uh, a pretty, yeah, special time. And, um, yeah, for us was a big part of our life yeah, that's helped us. Why, or why we are who we are. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so first question, where did you serve? Uh, I served, I was called to the New Zealand Auckland mission. I'm English speaking. So, yeah, it also my mission covered the uh, all of, obviously, uh, or just the North Island, sorry. Um, like three quarters of the North Island or half of the North Island in New Zealand and the Cook Islands and Niue. So we covered a couple of the smaller Pacific Islands. Mm-hmm. So that's where I served. Yeah, cool. And you? I served in the Naga Philippines mission. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Philippines. Um, Luzon, to be exact. <laughs> um, Bicol. Language? Um, language was speaking Tagalog. Um, mm-hmm. slash the dialects within um, the region. So depending on where I served, they did yeah, speak different dialo- dialects. Mm-hmm. So one of them was Puhinon, one was Bikonaga, um, Bikonon, and yeah, just Tagalog and that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. For me, it was like just English. Like I served um, yeah, Cook Islands in UA, but everyone just speaks English there, so... Never had to learn a language, but that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, kind of describe to us what your mission was like. Yeah, cool. Um, so my mission experience was, man, it was awesome. Um, I started, I, I got a, yeah, a good taste of, I guess, New Zealand as a whole. Like I started up north in a small little country town called Kaikohe. Um, and I was there for, yeah, a little while. Over the six months, I think, or just under six months, and yeah, that's like pretty much rural New Zealand, um, a tiny little town. We rode our bikes around, 
And yeah, that was a super cool experience to kind of see that part of New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand, but in Auckland, so like in the city. So for me to go up there and, and to meet the people uh, was, was really cool. And to do some work up there, had some really cool experiences and tried some nice food, mm-hmm. some boil up. And oh, nice. yeah, that's my first time boil up and like, yeah, seafood, fry bread um, and all that good stuff. So, but then after that, I was down in South Auckland. Then in Papatoi, um, before leaving to the Cook Islands. So I served in Raro, Rarotonga for like nine months, I think. So a good chunk of my mission was actually in, in the islands. So there was only four missionaries and one senior uh, couple missionaries, so older couple. And so we, yeah, me and my companion looked after about half or three quarters of the island, actually. We had two different branches that we looked after. And we didn't have a car, we had bikes, so... Um, that was a different experience living on the island and kind of just biking and, and meeting a lot of people and teaching, um, serving there. And again, they have very nice food in the Cook Islands. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the the donuts and the mayonnaise and the meats. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was a cool experience. Also got to do a few, like they found out that I played league before I came. And so a pretty cool experience I had there was I had a meeting with a the chief of police like the mm-hmm. i don't know what you call him chief of police chief of police he's like yeah. the big dog in the a, sheriff yes yeah, <laughs> of the island he's a sheriff <laughs> nah. so yeah, i went to his office i i gave, I gave him like a I think it was like a training shirt or jersey something he was like a big league fan and I spoke to him and he actually invited us to come and share like a scripture and like offer the prayer at their big police gathering so me and my companion were there with like the all the police on the island it wasn't like a time or there was a few um but yeah that was pretty cool and got to speak at like a youth conference as well um and so we yeah me and my me and my companions did some good work there um and then come before coming back to otara so yeah actually got to serve where pam grew up yep which was cool so got to know her mm-hmm. i guess what her where her upbringing was and a bit of yeah life life there um so and then i finished my mission in um North Shore, Takapuna, um, over the sh- in the North Shore. So, yeah, I guess my mission, I got a taste of the rural, the city, like the south, and then even the, the Cook Islands um, as well. So, yeah, I think I was pretty blessed. Had, um, yeah, a really good time and learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess in a nutshell, that's how my mission was, where I served and how, mm-hmm. was, how about for you? Mm, yeah, so for my mission, it was practically like a bush. Mm-hmm. Well, you would call it bukid, um, which just means like kind of a bush. Mm-hmm. Um, served, well, at first I was more in like Kamarines North there, which is like a diet. I don't know how to describe it. It was more beachside. Oh, yeah. Um, and served there where they spoke Tagalog. Lots of poor kids and yeah um a lot of poverty hmm. and then i ended up moving over to um san fernando which was closer to the city but not quite and i served there for a couple of um months and that was fun too so practically most of my areas were about the mm-hmm. same um and one area yeah one area was more towards the lake and there was like waterfalls it was just beautiful 
like okay. rice fields everywhere, children just running around like in the islands. That's so cool. Um, no clothes sometimes, mm-hmm. definitely no shoes. And we had to walk everywhere. There was no bikes. We, bikes weren't allowed because it was too dangerous. Mm-hmm. And we could only catch um, like tricycles, which is basically the public transport. Mm-hmm. So tricycles is basically like a, a motorbike that has like a cage attached to it that you can sit in the cage or you can sit on the motorbike. And a lot of the times, because I was, like, I'm quite tall mm-hmm. in the Philippines, I'm 5'9", I always had to sit with the driver. And it was always really awkward because sometimes there'll be five of us, literally five of us sitting on the motorbike while there's five in the cage, in the cage part. Yeah. And so we would ride on that or sometimes a jeepney, which is basically, I think in Samoa they have those buses. Mm-hmm. Like, they have jeepneys. And sometimes if we couldn't um, fit inside, there was no seats. Like me and my companion, um, so a companion is usually when we when you go out on this mission, you're assigned like a partner that is there to like you mm-hmm. two do it in twos, and go out and serve and things like that. So me and my companion would literally have to be standing at the door, like standing actually at the back of the jeep. Holding on, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like going who knows how many hours, like miles an hour. Yeah. And especially because they just there was no. The Philippines, when they what they talk about with um road rules, mm-hmm. they say um, it's it's basically like suggestions. Like the lines on the road are suggestions, the stop signs are suggestions. Like it's not law, but it's just suggestions. So it's kind of crazy. crazy, and but it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was all like not in the city. Not in the all city. Out yeah. All out bush. All out bush. Fun. How good. Yeah. See, so yeah, our missions were very different like yeah you never had warm water yeah we did not have warm yeah. water like the, our tap our tap water was just cold straight cold yeah imagine cold that. Sho- and and there was like, no showers we like we oh, were buckets eh? buckets yeah Shucks. the tabo so tabo is like this yeah like a long handled bucket ladle yeah. almost yeah. and we would have to like yeah just ladle ourselves with the cold water in the mornings to have showers yeah and we weren't allowed to drink the tap water because you could get worms. I eventually got worms on my mission. Like I got, I ended up having a, a 22 centimeter worm crawl out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. That's gross. But that, that's just what I got for drinking. Yeah. Like the unfiltered water because I was thirsty. So while she was like drinking water infested with worms and <laughs> sharing in cold water, I was in like, I think my apartment's had... Um, yeah, obviously hot water. I was in New Zealand and we had dryers and stuff. We didn't even have washing machines. Yeah, we had washing machines, dryers. She didn't have any of that. So we'd have to hand wash our clothes. Yeah, that's Like do crazy. everything, rinse it and then hang it up to dry. It was crazy. Like we would have to literally wash our clothes day by day in order to keep up with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we served in way different kind of missions. Um, and so, yeah, the next question was what your what was your... Um, favorite part of serving the mission? My favorite part was yep. definitely the people. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the Filipino people are just so kind. They're mm-hmm. really nice. Like, they're honestly probably the nicest, other than Tongans, <laughs> are, the, are the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. They're just so welcoming. And, like, I, I don't think I've really met anyone that was mean. Mm-hmm. And if they, were, if they didn't want to talk to you, they'd do it so nicely. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, and the That's children nice. were always helpful. But, yeah, that was my favourite part, the people. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, uh, definitely 
the people like missions are all about people like it's never about yourself and so yeah for myself pretty much two years dedicated to thinking about other people teaching serving planning for other people um, like their lessons and things like that um, and so yeah that experience of I think just purely serving for two years was yeah the greatest joy that I've ever felt and yeah those who have served missions can I think attest to that mm-hmm. is when you like yeah because we can't have phones like no relationships, no um You can't music. even call your family. Yeah, like you only call your family a couple of times a year. Um, just communicate through email. Um, couldn't watch like the rugby world cup was on during that time. And so like not doing all those things pretty much helps you to remain hundred percent focused on like helping and serving God's mm-hmm. children and I think that's a beautiful thing, um, that we have the opportunity to do. And I think that was uh, definitely a big yeah, my favorite part was learning to serve and stop thinking about myself, which I think I did a lot before. Yeah. So yeah, that was um favorite part. Yeah, and I think too, like that's kind of like the lessons that we've learned for me. Also, like companions that I've had. Yeah. Um, like you, the companion that you're assigned, the person that you're assigned to be with, twenty four seven, you have to be with them. Yeah. You can't even be out of sight. Got to be like, sight and sound. Other than going to the bathroom and going to the toilet. That was about it. Yeah. Other than that, you were stuck with this person, and it wasn't up to you to choose. They they literally just got assigned to you. Yeah. So I learned so much from like all my companions. Yeah. And they taught me so much. So. Yeah, definitely. Because like, if you think about it, you're just like with a stranger that you mm-hmm. definitely don't know. Like they've come from different backgrounds. I had a companion, um, out of Renaiva saw. He was from Madagascar, so he spoke. Malagasy and very little English. He spoke French too, actually. Um, and so it was, yeah, like we had to do English study together. But he was like a real humble, humble guy who trusted in God a lot. Um, and yeah, that was, yeah, like Pam said, you learn a lot from your companions. Others from America, like the Pretty Rich. Yeah. Um, it really ranged. So like that, you never really get that experience living with someone that you never know, like you've never known, and then live with them, work with them, surf with them, and then like learn from them too mm-hmm. learn about them it's a pretty unique experience yeah cool. so next question is <laughs> the challenge yeah what was the biggest challenge you faced on your mission um the biggest challenge no oh, initially i think it was fear fear of like talking to um i think yeah talking to people i think more so um, thinking of what's it called worrying about what they think sorry that's what I meant to say mm-hmm. um, and like when I, when I served when I first started like we served there was a lot of people in like home detention a lot of like gangsters and things like that so um, yeah I guess that taught me to um, yeah not to judge people by what they look like I think that's a, a big thing like overcoming that fear and just loving others and seeing them like just as normal people not by um yeah from their from the outside looking in so yeah fear and like i put a lot of weight on in the mission too so i had to lose a lot of weight that was a big challenge because mm-hmm. i think i put on like 20 20 plus kgs and then i signed a contract with the broncos so i had to lose a lot of weight so like weight loss funny like yeah yes, yeah, yeah was a challenge on a mission mm-hmm. Because you had to work that around your schedule of teaching and yeah. serving. Yeah, that was massive. That was a real struggle, man. It was 
was knowing that I had to come back. Um, after two years of like not playing or training, and then have to do an NRL preseason, and so yeah, I had to wake up early, really early every day. It was during winter too, so it was tough. But yeah, I was able to lose all the weight. Came back yeah, pretty skinny. I think it was like a hundred kgs. I st- I got up to like over hundred and twenty. Um, and so yeah, that experience was a big challenge. Hmm. But yeah. You, what's your, what was your biggest challenge on your mission? Um, my biggest challenge was probably, at first, was learning the language. Mm-hmm. Um, having to learn the, um, the Galog was was hard just because, like, you want to be able to talk to people and converse with them. You, yep. wanna, you want to actually communicate with them what's in your heart and what's in your mind. Yeah. Yet you couldn't do that because you don't speak the language. So mm-hmm. as much as you talk to them in, in English, they're sitting there like, clueless as maybe they'll understand a few things yeah. but you really couldn't um give your message across mm-hmm. so but i eventually like overcame that and ended up like fully understanding everything within three months and by six months i was pretty fluent in the language mm-hmm. and it was hard like i had to study every day i would even at night like my spare minutes i would be reading um my book of mormon in tagalog and in english like back to back even, like sometimes I'd even stay up late like when my companion's sleeping she's like can you go to sleep now and I'm just like no I've really got to get this language down mm-hmm. and yeah lo- lots of prayers and I think another um, another big challenge was when I ended up getting dengue fever oh that's right yeah. on my mission I ended up in hospital for like just over a week and yeah my body was just aching so much yeah you want to explain what dengue fever is for those that don't know what dengue fever is yeah dengue fever is basically just passed on by mosquitoes Mm -hmm. it's yeah so a a certain mosquito that that carries dengue the dengue virus in their blood just in like in their body would have had to like come and bite me for me to get it so that's how i got it and they call it the um, bone breaking disease because it literally feels like your bones are breaking when you have it. Nah. Like I, I've been through labor, and even then the pain's different. It's about the same, but it's just a bit different. I think with dengue, I think it's a little bit more sore, just because that bone breaking, like sensation, is throughout your body, and so yeah, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, mm-hmm. but that's something I had to go through, and that was a challenge to. Um, to regain my health because with the dengue fever it eats at your at your blood cells mm-hmm. and it eventually eats all your white blood cells that sometimes your body can't um, fight back mm-hmm. and they were pumping in like um, like antibiotics and everything like that into me and like IV fluids but it's in the end it's up to your body to fight it, fight, fight it back mm-hmm. or you could get a blood transplant but lucky I didn't need that and ended up recovering and Yes, yeah, serving to the end of my mission. That was just awesome. my challenges. Cool. Um, next question is, like, what was your favourite feed on the mission? Like, missionaries get, or can get fed pretty well, depending yeah. where you serve. Or even, like, where you serve, like, there's different foods that oh, you've yeah, never true. tried. Do you want to share one of yeah. your favourites? So, for me, I served in the Biko region, and they're known for, like, ma'anghang, which means spicy. Uh, and Bicol everything Express. is ma'anghang. Like, yeah. Biko Express. Their ice cream, they have um, spicy yeah, ice heck? cream, like chili ice cream. So delicious. So I Bro. think probably chili ice cream, 
um, pandan milkshakes, mm-hmm. uh, Beagle Express, and definitely adobo. I hadn't tried adobo until I actually went on my mission. So mm-hmm. any kind of Filipino food, basically lumpia, yep. dynamo or dynamites. So it's just so much food. What was your nice. favorite? Uh, my favorite. Oh. Um. Man, yeah, like you said, depending where I serve, like in the islands, in the Cook Islands, yeah, just a lot of the, had some like, really nice fish and the, um, their potato salad, their mayonnaise oh, and yeah. fry bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we ate so much of that. They fed us, like the members on the Cook Islands, they really fed us a lot of those nice foods. A lot of umus, the families, mm-hmm. like fish and octopus and different things like that. Yeah, that was really nice. And then in Auckland, Otara was like the main place for KFC. <laughs> I got KFC. I think one day we got KFC, Carl's Juniors, and McDonald's in one day. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why I put so much weight on this. Like, that's why they feed you. And like the from Otara, you know, you get those um, Donuts? those roast, what? those roast meals. They have oh, like yeah, yeah, the roast meals. Roast yeah. with the potatoes <laughs> and carrots. I I don't know how many times I had that. I ate that so much. I got, I think I was, almost got sick of it. it was, like that's how much they would drop it off. Yeah. But then on on the North Shore in Takapuna, man, the members made some nice, like they weren't, like a lot, like it, but it was just really good quality. Like gourmet food. Yeah, like nice, um, yeah, nice meats and uh, salads, like really nice salads. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'd said, yeah, I think, a bit of everything. Mm. So I got a taste, and then like up north, seafood and kinners, fry bread as well, mm-hmm. um, boil ups. Mm. It's a bit of range. Cool. But yeah. Yeah. So that's that kind of wraps it up for our mission experience. Yeah. Um yeah. So I'm definitely grateful that we served missions and definitely. we've learned so much from it. But yeah, if you guys have any questions about missionaries or about missions or you just want to share his stories about your missions with us. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you wanna know more about missionaries just ask them next time you see them mm-hmm. they're around everywhere but um yeah that's a bit about us who makes us or what makes us who we are is definitely that experience that we had serving yeah mm-hmm. so hope you enjoyed that thank you again for listening thank you and yeah don't f- forget to subscribe and we'll catch you back mm-hmm. next time next week magandang we'll umagad, magandang gabi. okay kakitera <laughs> <laughs> bye